The Nerd and Tie Podcast is unsurprisingly part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. On this month's uh, Did you know that you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? <laughs> That's right. For $20, we'd say your name. We'd say something nice about you. And we tell you how you look kicking in those shoes. That's right. Just go to uh, nerdandtie.com. Click on the sponsor form. And that way, you know, we do this live, folks. Every time. <laughs> we don't edit this. Good luck. On this month's edition of Nerd and Tie, uh, we bid farewell to 2020 by looking at the best and worst of the year. It's, uh, it's that time again. What were the best things? What were the worst things? All of that with the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge this month on Nerd and Tie. How many times have we done the show? I how, how many I how, was... how many times have we done the show? What year is it, Han? We are. Did I say 2022? Did no, I no, 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 no. You got, you got that right. Oh, you wait. Did I? Did he? I don't... Folks, oh my God. listeners, <laughs> I want you to go back and 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 listen to that intro. And how we've train wrecked this, and it, it's staying in. You know, there's some podcasts. There's some podcasts on this network that uh, we spend a lot of time on, and we do the edits, and we like do the intros and post, and like, and 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 you know, many years ago we did do this show that way, and then a few years ago, like maybe like oh god, like over five years ago, we just started like going like okay, we've done this so many times. That we can just like do this intro every time perfectly, and it's great, and and it'll be just like we were doing it in the pre-record, and we've been doing it really well. We've been doing it really well for years. Uh, have we? We though, have. We have, have. But today, I've been doing it that well. That's, <laughs> today that's we have. A we lying have lying lie thing coming out. We of have. Your mouth. We have driven this train straight into the wall tonight. <laughs> there is. There is. And it was the second take. I did. I I made a mistake and I, I reset it because only. Be, well, my only mistake was I said a word before the recording had actually started, and so I had to. Re, so is, they had a second take. I've had. I've never been good at this. And <laughs> if you are trying to say that I was, there you've is done less it successfully many list. times. You have done yeah. it successfully I, many times. I. It's I, not I'm how so I remember. Bad. it, I Rashomon. don't even do it. <laughs> not I how choose I not to. That was true. Gen bowed out of doing the intros a while ago. Yeah. Because y'all let me. Celeste, introduce us. I'm bad at this. Um, <laughs> I'm the worst ever. I'm Celeste. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm bad at most everything. Um, and um, reminding me of how bad I am, uh, the person who runs the network, we got Trey. I just want to point out, you have done this many times successfully. You are not bad at it. You just did not successfully execute today. <laughs> Apparently the only one knowing what year it is, we have the Genjamin. Uh, I ate turkey before this podcast, so if I fall asleep in the middle of it, I'm sorry. I, Yeah... Yeah, I mean, 
Fair enough. I mean, just eating turkey doesn't actually make you sleepy. There's like more tryptophan than like 20 other things you eat. I know. You're a tryptophan. But you know what I'm a fan of? (laughs) Film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I am really legitimately, despite my my self- deprecating jokes i'm pretty excited it is that time of year again we're we're wrapping up what was good and what was bad of 2022 um and i'm excited for it are, are you guys excited maybe a little bit a little bit i mean i'm on board bit. so i'm i'm excited to get going with it um so um as <clears throat> as per tradition per tradition <laughs> glorious tradition tradition Tradition, yeah. Um, so as for the glorious tradition, it is uh, we start with our first category: the best film and the worst film of twenty twenty two. The problem is, so, there's um, so many movies I didn't get a chance to see this year. Yeah, Honest, same, same. Um, like I, I didn't get a chance to see Nope. I haven't seen Nope yet. I've been meaning to. Uh, I'm recognizing that recency bias is probably going to be coloring my perspective, but um, my vote for best movie of 2022 is uh, Glass Onion. <laughs> I like. So that's on my list. That's, on, that's on the yeah. That's on I my have, list. Uh, and I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so good. But like, I, I know. But I there's wanted. been like this has been an interesting year for film. Because like, um, like there are some movies like obviously uh, like there are movies that were good that wouldn't be like on my best pick. Let me let me be clear when I say this movie, um, Bullet Train turned out to be really good. Not my favorite movie, not my best of, but like it's there are films that like there there are three different movies, there are three different Pinocchio movies. Um, that was weird. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch the Guillermo del Toro one, and was that's the only one I watched. I was it was that's... pretty good. But you know what's also weird? Weird. The Al Yankovic story, which was a phenomenal film. Oh I yeah, and that, that was that yet. was free. That was yeah. free to watch. But uh, but also really great was Prey, the new Predator movie. Oh God, Prey was amazing. Prey yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Oh God, I I almost undersold. Prey was just so freaking good. I was not prepared for how. I I don't know. I was I I was. Yeah. No. It's. I'm not as big on like the first Predator movie. I like Prey. I straight up loved. Well, Amber Mid Thunder is great in everything she does, and I will fight anyone who doesn't agree with me on that. Hard agree. She's very good. Including Roswell, New Mexico. I will fight you. Over the show Roswell, New Mexico, or you will pick a fight with the city of Roswell in New Mexico? If they have something bad like to say both. about the show Roswell, New Mexico, I will. I mean, that's that's keeping their tourism bureau alive. They better not have anything bad to say. <laughs> I genuinely love that show. Um, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying I love it. Uh <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, but I get that. but you know it's. I will say that like. You you'll notice none of this conversation so far has been a Marvel or DC movie. 
Yeah, because there's I yeah. haven't but, been but that. I didn't see um the Black Panther movies out already, right? That came out. Yeah, right? yeah. I didn't. Yeah, see that I, did, I haven't seen it yet. So Me let's neither. let's be clear. But like Black Adam was fine. I enjoyed it. It's one more uh, post credit scene in DC that will never get paid off. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, uh. <laughs> well, it's. But I'll tell you, like you already said it, but Glass Onion and Glass Onion was literally at the top of my personal list, and admittedly, I just watched it yesterday. But. Yeah, it's that recency bias is there. There is some yeah. recency bias, maybe, but, but like, here's it's the th- just really good. <laughs> like, here's the thing though, is that I love a good, I love a good mystery movie like that. You know, it's like in the the line of like a whodunit. I love a good whodunit. I have watched many whodunits in my life. You know what I mean? It's. It's also like like the the first knives out it it holds up to uh second viewing which is it's like even when you know the twist then on on second viewing it's like oh like look at all the clues that were right out there that if you were maybe paying closer attention or uh or maybe you did get them the first time but it's like okay everything was always right there you could figure it out. It was possible. I love that. Yeah. Well, and there's... I'm, I'm not going to say any details about the movie because I don't want to spoil any of it, but there are things I picked up on while it was happening. And I love a good whodunit that doesn't, like... That rewards the audience for paying attention and finding yes. those clues. And, like, doesn't try to fake you out about it. Like, like it rewards an audience that pays attention to the details. Yeah, I I strongly agree with that as well. I just it really uh it really tickled me the right way. I don't know, like as far as like the the more mainstreamy stuff, I guess that we would be expected to have opinions on. I guess I I also haven't seen the new Avatar. Maybe that's fun. I um, I don't plan on seeing it until it is on streaming. I, oh yeah, I do not care about Avatar anymore. I didn't care about it the first time around. You know when yeah, I first same. watched Avatar, I was forced to. I was like dragged along to the theater. I watched Avatar the first Avatar months after it was out of theaters when um, I watched it on a a DVD at my parents' house. Like, it was like on a sixty-inch TV, but it was still like. I mean, here's a. I, I still need it. to see <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Oh, that's really Everybody good. That was this year, this wasn't year. it? Yeah. See, Ooh. recency bias. Recency that's bias. Me up. Yeah. No. Everything everywhere all sure. at once. That, Ooh, that's actually a strong contender, though. Like, crap. That might be. Mm, that actually might be better. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Actually, I just bias. forgot that that, ca- that. For me, that's not recency bias. That's just I forgot that that was this year. That um, was this year. Oh yeah, because that was an amazing movie. Uh, we yeah. got, and uh, man, I think my picks might be things that you haven't watched. I don't know, um, but I want to give a, like a what, good mention me. to Wendell and Wild. Oh, I went meant to watch that. It's super good. Well, um, I I don't think I know that. It's a um, it's a stop motion animation 
film on Netflix. Um, yeah. Which, according to the credits, like everything everywhere all at once, also has James Hong in it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to watch that. I didn't get a chance I haven't to. Yeah, seen no, that that, yet. That's, yeah, I figured. Um, and then if I could just start off saying my top, my favorite that I have actually watched, it's going to be the Bollywood blockbuster RRR. RRR? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen clips from it, but I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, that looks really good. It is three hours of glory. <laughs> That's okay. the thing that about Bollywood movies, though, is that like if you tell me a Bollywood movie is three hours, I'm like, so that's normal. Like, well, <laughs> well I haven't watched it because like Netflix only had the Hindi version, and I wanted to watch it in the like, but yeah. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, ironically, I have the opposite problem with the uh, the movie Brahmastra was on Disney Plus, and they only have it in English dub. And well, I no, was like, no, the movie wasn't originally in Hindi. It's Hindi's the dub. I think. It, um, oh, God, oh it? the dub is bad, though. So I don't know what it was originally. But I would rather watch in what it was originally in because the dub is very bad. Right. <laughs> it's because um, or the English is very bad anyway. Yeah, because because uh, our ours is, is originally a Telugu language film. Um, OK. And so it's because it's not Bollywood. Oh. It's uh, I mean, it is. It's an Indian film, but um, it's Hollywood, not Bollywood. Uh, right. People don't realize that in in the U.S. that there are multiple film industries in mm. in India because it's a billion people. <laughs> um. Well, and and it was a nice alliteration. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It. Yeah. So it's uh, R R R is uh, I I need to watch it. It's there's. There are thoughts about maybe the contextualizing of certain nationalistic ten- things built into the film, and that is mm-hmm. a discussion for people who know more about Indian politics than we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it the movie does look cool. So I mean, I think. Oh yeah, it it touches on some touchy subjects. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, well, it's a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is real subtle imagery, like and stuff that. Uh, non-Indian audiences might not recognize, not the direct overt stuff. Mm. But that's, a, okay. again, a conversation I am would need to do more research to, like, have. But uh, the movie is neat. So right now it sounds like our three kind of candidates for best movie are Glass Onion, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, and RRR. Mm. And, am I correct in that summation? If I no, was that, that's correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. Mmm. Are we going to try and narrow it down to one? <laughs> That's hard. Um, I mean, I know I will love Glass Onion because I also love whodunits. Yeah. Mm. Like, I I grew up watching mur- like British murder mystery shows. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah. It's just so like, it's oh, that's totally like my kind of thing. That and, and Hugh Grant plays Benoit Blanc's significant other in a very brief cameo. Yes. Also, the last ever uh, on-screen appearance by two Broadway legends. That was delightful. And way more related to Among Us than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Um uh, 
So I will say that like it's so it's really hard for me because like narrowing it down for for me between Glass Onion and Everything Everywhere All at Once is so hard because between the two films, yeah. Everything Everywhere All at Once is the more artistically challenging film, and I think it's the much emotionally deeper film. Like, and it it fucked me up something fierce. But just so I good. might watch Glass Onion a second time when I don't think I'm going to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once a second time. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get that. I see. I I can't even use that though, because like I. I can't use that metric because I have watched everything everywhere all at once, like multiple times I mean, now. It's and I get something new out of it every time. It's really good. Plus, it did kind of bring uh, Kehi Kwan back. Like, oh, and, yeah, he like hadn't done movies in so long, and now he's back, and I'm here for it. Oh, and he's phenomenal. It's every mm-hmm. performance in that movie is phenomenal. There isn't a bad. Mm-hmm. There isn't a bad performance in that cast. No, hard agree. Um, and and rocks with googly eyes will make you cry. Mm-hmm. They will. Honestly, I'm okay with having it be a tie of two movies I haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to exclude your choice in the vote here. So that's the thing. It's, but I haven't seen RRR yet. That's the issue. I should have seen RRR. I'm sorry. Like, somehow like I feel we have to narrow it down to two, and I haven't seen RRR, so I don't want to eliminate it out of my own decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind and it's hard same. for me to. Comp- it's hard for any of us to compare the three because we haven't seen the others. This is somehow my cat's fault. Uh. Crikey. Can we just call it a three-way tie and move on to worst? I guess we're going to have to because Celeste and I aren't going to be able to pick a child between Glass I, Onion and everything everywhere all at once. I'll just, I'll just say hey, we saw three Spider-Mans at once. That makes it the best movie ever, right? Sure. <laughs> Sorry. That That was last year. Was that last year? Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home was last year. Oh, it was, wasn't it? I wanted to come up with something dumb. No, and... That was an okay movie. It wasn't even the first time we'd seen three Spider-Mans all at once. That's why I was making fun of the concept, Trey. (laughs) I'll make fun of your concept. Anyways. I'll make fun of your concept. (laughs) All right. Worst movie. Uh, Anyone else going to say Morbius, or do I have to? I was... (laughs) Yes! It's Morbin time. Yeah, I Morbius has done so much damage to the cultural discourse. I can't even. It is for a movie that no one saw. It has done incredible hey, damage. I saw it on Netflix. Thank you very much. Okay, a movie that no one saw until it was streaming. Yeah. There we go. Is that more honest? Yeah. I mean, the fact that like. the fact that someone at Sony was dumb enough to see people making, doing memes, making fun of the title <laughs> and thought they should put it in theaters again. <sighs> so it bombed a second time. That was amazing. <sighs> they didn't get the joke. <laughs> uh, 
Thank God Goncharov isn't real, or else they would have tried to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I basically Morbius is the only thing keeping one of the Pinocchios from being at the bottom, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't yeah. know which one. Maybe the Pauly Shore one. Maybe big maybe, but yeah. Oof. All right. Awesome. Unanimous. <laughs> Worst kick. movie of this year. Morbius. Sorry, now I've got the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme going through my head. Thanks, Morbius. Thanks, Morbius. Thanks. Just, uh... Freaking Morbius. Jared Leto. <laughs> making bad that's... movies, making bad oh, yeah, kombucha. That's... Okay, <sighs> got him. <Yeah. a> <laughs> Excellent callback. One. Two, also, um, getting real sick of just, like, yet another thing to make people be like, ah, Jared Leto, and not me just being like, maybe we can not do things that make Jared Leto more socially acceptable. I feel like that yeah. would be good for, you know, everyone. I don't know. Just saying. All right. I do. I hate him. Anyway. What, you don't like 30 Seconds to Mars? I, I don't like his weird cult and his or his weird alleged cult and his creepy disposition and you know uh, yeah you know Krista wants my wife Krista once saw Thirty Seconds to Mars in concert wow I I was just feet away from Jared Leto at one point Jared Leto wow I I hope Krista avoided his weird cult she could have taken him out right there. Could have done it. Uh, <laughs> Had the opportunity. Let us down, Krista. Okay. Made the suicide. It made. It could have made Suicide Squad 2016 at least 12 percent less cringe. All right. Let's move on to the next topic then of best Let new. Us. So uh, our TV category is always the best new thing. We don't. Um, we we're not talking about ongoing shows because you know. Or else we'd end up picking the same things every year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the best new show of 2022, and I'm just gonna inter- just say one word: Andor. Uh, hard agree. Hard agree. I really loved Andor. There were many good right. shows this year, and I, and I don't want to like sound like. You know, the funny thing is, and, and I've said on the show that Andor is not my favorite Star Wars show by far. Be, but it doesn't mean it's not the best of all the Star Wars shows. And it's because, you know, for me, I go to Star Wars normally for escapism, and Andor was such a commentary on our current world that uh, it wasn't escapism for me. But it was an excellent show. If that makes sense. No, I, I agree. Like, uh, I... I feel like I'm in the minority that really, really liked, um, that really enjoyed Kenobi and thought it was one of the highlights of the Disney plus Star Wars era. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I know you're on the same side, same page with me there, but at the same time, Kenobi is a enjoyable fast food meal and Andor is a filling, nourishing, full, full course meal 
uh, that I'm actually getting something out of it other than just empty calories. And yeah, uh, I don't know how the showrunners and Diego Luna got one of the biggest mega corporations on earth to sign off on them making an anti-fascist work of art, but they did. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like a lot of new shows have come out this year also that like, I'm really into like, but I think Andor is the best of them. So it's like, I want to talk about Willow because I love the Willow TV series deeply, Same. but it's not as good as Andor. Again, you're a fan of Willow. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> nope, not at all. Literally, the I last mean, time I watched that movie, it was at Gen's BS. So Krista, <laughs> so so Krista had never seen the the original Willow movie. So we went and we watched yeah. it before starting the the Willow TV series, um, which is obviously like when we're recording this is still um, releasing. You know, it's uh, you know we're still in the middle of the season. But, like, so she watched it for the first... So we watched it, and then we, like, immediately watched the first episode of the show. And, Good. like, nice. I hadn't watched Willow for probably 20 years. Like, and I, you know, th thankfully remembered everything still, but I, it, it was just really, really enjoyable. And I, I think the Willow show's great. I don't think it's as good as And Like, there are so many shows that have been so good this year. Like, uh, The Peripheral is excellent. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's, uh, based off a of Philip K. Dick, not a Philip K. Dick, a William Gibson novel. What is wrong with me? Very different writers, both cyberpunk stuff often, but they're very different. It's a, the peripheral, uh, the peripheral is really good. Um, mm. and I recommend it, uh, if you want like a really good, like cyberpunk, um, show, like real, like excellent modern cyberpunk show. It's, yeah, it, and it's based off the William Gibson book, but they they make some changes to the plot. Show uh, stars uh, stars Chloe Grace Moretz as the kind of the lead character in it, and it's mm. it involves virtual reality and time travel, and just it's it's excellent. Um, but I like, had a big soft spot for um, reboot the comedy series on Hulu. Like, I did I enjoy that. that. Really charming, I kept trying to I... figure out when Hexadecimal was going to show up and <laughs> couldn't figure out where Bob was the entire season, but it was otherwise pretty good. That's not the first Bobless season, though. So That's it's true, right. but Matrix wasn't there either. That's true. So it was a little, I, I, I don't know if it really tied in well to the rest of the series, but I still think it was very good. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, I'm... I I always like Keegan Mike. In all seriousness, Keegan Michael Key and Rachel Bloom are like a very easy way to get me to watch anything. But but like they did a very yeah. good job with it. But like also this year we had um Severance came out this year. I got did Severance I? is amazing. Um, I still think Andor's better. Like that's the whole thing. It's like so. Let, let's be clear. If I didn't list your favorite show from this year, it's not that I don't think your favorite show is good. Like it's there are so many good shows that came out this year. We have Strange you know, New Worlds came out this year. It did, and I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And it's I, it's amazing. It's really, really good. 
Yeah, it's uh, frustratingly so. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I know that are looking more controversial. Like, I actually enjoyed the Halo series, but I know a lot of people didn't, and so I don't want to like necessarily elevate. it. There's there's stuff that was good that got canceled. Like, Paper Girls was actually really good, but that got canceled. Um, we haven't even brought up Rings of Power, a thing that I really enjoyed. Um, which Sandman? Sandman. Oh, I was gonna. God. I was like, I was waiting. Yeah, Sandman came out this year. She-Hulk, Our Flag Means Death. Oh, Our Flag Means Death was this year? I believe so. God, that's wrong. It was early this year, but... Yeah, no, I... was early this year. This was a strong year for television. I don't... Yeah, that came out back favorite, in March. Shorzy? Yeah. Shorzy? Shorzy was great. Um, yeah, Murderville? God. Murderville was very funny. <laughs> Did you see their Christmas special yet? I didn't. Oh, I didn't see there was a Christmas special. There's a Christmas special. Put that on. There's a Murderville Christmas. It's uh, Jason Bateman, Maya Rudolph, and then just at the end, um, they bring in uh, Pete Davidson, <laughs> who see, has no idea what's going on. See, like he doesn't know like, any of the details for the murder for the whole episode. Yeah, our flag means death, and Sandman though were. Goddamn, Ms. Marvel works of art as well. Ms. Marvel was a very good time. And um, and this is a the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I saw. I remember seeing the the promos for that, which is a kind of a pastiche of thrillers while still also kind of being one. Mm. It's 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 definitely worth watching. Um. God, there's so many good shows this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm still sticking with Andor as my pick, though. That's the thing, is that I think that overall quality for the entirety of the season, I I think it... Wait, was Peacemaker? Peacemaker was this year, too. Peacemaker was this year, too. DC... There were two... Like, as far as, like... Showings for DC television shows made for adults. This was an amazing year. Yeah. Like, because that's not even including, like, obviously we're only talking about new shows, so we're not including things like Doom Patrol and oh, Harley Quinn Do- still I, going I love strong. Doom Patrol so much. It's, like, there's shows that I loved that I don't think should be on, the, like, First Kill I think was great and was canceled too early. Um like I, I genuinely loved it. Like, but like you know, there are things like Ms. Mar- After Party. After Party was mm-hmm. excellent. Um, like all of this stuff. Yeah, all of these are strong contenders. It's just Andor was. I think Andor was better. I, th- I think it was. Just, again, I, I don't know if we'll ever get anything like it again. It feels special. It's interesting because it's like Andor is not my favorite out of these shows, but I think Andor is the better show. That's, that's fair. I just can't. Yeah. It's yeah. So I'm voting for Andor. How about you again? Our flag means death. Cause I don't Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Our flag means death is amazing also our flag means death uh stars reese darby which again gives it a lot of points in my book does does it's that that reese darby factor really goes a long way for me um 
also like non-binary pirates also <clears throat> oh, yeah, making right. me get really into reading about historical pirates mm-hmm. can show <laughs> does have adorable queer characters yeah yeah the queer rep in that show is really good is next level yes yes it is i <sighs> it's it's one of two queer pirate shows that exist that have izzy hands in it i know that part's weird right that's weird that izzy hands is that that's weird i think that's anyway what that he appears in, i mean blackbeard appears in the other queer pirate show too every yeah but blackbeard everyone knows blackbeard like freaking well no blackbeard okay so fate so like, for those of you who don't know for those of you who don't know so the other queer pirate show is black black sails all right right which none of the ships have black sails in black sails i just want to point that out it's just a <laughs> interesting tale but black sails is a um effectively a prequel to treasure island Like it is a prequel to Treasure Island. That is um, wild. Which means that you know that like it's sort of like Billy Bones isn't gonna die. He dies in the beginning of Treasure Island. Uh, <laughs> like, um, I, Billy Bones is played by the guy who plays Luther on the Umbrella Academy. Um, I oh oh okay. But uh, it's uh it but but Blackbeard appears and but it says so Izzy Hands is actually mentioned in Treasure Island. The book. That's right. why he showed that. That's why he's going to show up on, and he was on Blackbeard's crew in real life. So if you're making a Steed Blackbeard show, it's I. I think it's more interesting that Steed never shows up on Black Sails. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's the really grim, dark queer mm. pirate show. Uh, <laughs> mm. If you if you liked our flag means death, that should not indicate whether or not you would like black sails at all. Yeah, <laughs> Do that not is, use that yeah. as an indicator. I am not selling it on on that. Yeah, no. Um, it is also kind of impressive, like in our flag means death's favor, that we got like a um this um pirate comedy became a big hit despite having some really graphic violence and stuff. In it. Like, I think that's worth something. All right. So we have to choose between our flag means death and Andor. Uh, I think that I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it more and moving this bag of Christmas candy really loudly in my office. I think maybe I like our flag means death more. Wait, so so Gen's definitely our flag means death is the vote. Yep. Celeste, are you on Andor? I still I still want to say that uh I still want to say that I don't think we're ever going to get anything like Andor again. Even like honestly until the second season is streaming, I'm not going to believe that we're going to get anything like it again. But on the other hand, our me flag means death is really special, and I'm willing to compromise. 
not unlike Mon Mothma, the the amazing political figure who is explored in Andor, the hit television show on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna vote for our flag means death. Yes. <laughs> the name of compromise. The name of compromise? That's just the name of a good but, argument. Yeah, uh Andor and Sandman and Peacemaker well, and... all goddamn amazing too. Like I'm still loving all of it. Yeah. This basically this is just like <laughs> nitpicking between really really good shows. It really is. It's not like, even like this is all of these shows the margins are, so, are so close here. And again, I want to put out the disclaimer that just because I didn't mention a show doesn't mean I don't like it. Like I really enjoyed Wednesday, mm-hmm. but it does not hold up to the rest of these. Mm-hmm. It it's it's like uh, you know it's like being the best science fiction movie in 1982. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe Tron isn't going to be any like anyone's pick for the best sci-fi movie of 1982, but that's because it's in the same room with Wrath of Khan and Blade Runner. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, because like I enjoyed Wednesday. I enjoyed like Wheel. I enjoyed Wheel of Time. Well, that came out last year. Okay, that that's 2021. Okay, so safely off the table anyways. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think our flag means death. Now, the worst TV show, the worst new TV show, I'm going with Dahmer. Ooh, good. Dahmer's I'll agree to that. To beat in that regard. I'll agree to Fuck that. Fuck everybody who made that show. Yeah. Hard agree. It, it And it... The ugliness can... that it brought it forward to, like, if you dressed your kid up as Jeffrey Dahmer, I reserve the right to kick you, like, in yeah. the shin. If you're still. out there, oh, like, gosh, romanticizing yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, fuck off. Just completely. Mm-hmm. There's no need to romanticize serial killers in any way, shape, or form. And also, like... Absolutely no need. No need to idolize them. The families of either. his victims are still mourning. Yeah. Like, and... The, leave them alone. He he predated... He was... He predated on the queer and minority... Like, the black population of Milwaukee. Yeah. All right? It's... Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that, like, as as a kid growing up in Milwaukee, um, like, I was, like, 10 years old or so when he got caught. And, like, that is, like, the imagery of my nightmares growing up. Just. Yeah, that's. It was a big. True crime is a. Is a tightrope. And I'm not ruling all of it out. But a lot of these murder shows, especially Dahmer, Dahmer is like the most craven, gross version of that thing. Yeah. Not a fan. So, yeah. um, it's Screw everyone involved in making Dahmer. That's our worst TV show for 2022, unless someone else has got a better idea. Nope. I, I have a runner up. I just want to shout out really quick. Um, it's also the this one's a documentary, but I feel like shouting it out. Um there was a Hulu miniseries called The Deep End, um, which is about a alleged cult leader, Teal Swan. Um, and I, it was based on, 
it was based in theory on a podcast that a uh, journalist did interviewing the alleged cult leader, but the showrunners did not listen to the podcast at all. Oh. Um, so it was attached to it in name only. And then, uh, well, Teal Swan absolutely does some really skeevy, uh, definitely not above the board things. This documentary deceptively edits things and really undercuts any arguments against Teal Swan and what she's doing. Oh, she's by awful. presenting it dis extremely dishonestly. Yeah, no, she's an awful person. But that's the thing that sucks is that they present her in such a dishonest manner that it gives her outs. Oh, and I just wanted to. Them. It's not as bad as Dahmer, but that's pretty bad. Not as bad as Dahmer. It's it's a similar vein. All right. Ugh. Really gross. But yeah, no, Dahmer, easy vote for worst thing of this. Ugh. Let's move beyond this, Celeste. Beyond the Thunderdome? Okay, no, we're, we're going, we're, let's go to Japan. Get our weeb on! Let's Ooh. get our weeb on! Okay, so, obviously, uh, since it was such a packed year for, like, good TV shows, um, turns out that was also, like, a thing in Japan? Uh... A lot of really good TV coming out of Japan this year. Now, I um, I won't shut up about Gundam the Witch from Mercury, and I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. I finally got my gay Gundam show. I am going to bask in it. But I can't, like, in good conscience, call that the best. I um, can. <laughs> I, I don't want watch to. it, but I can. I want to. It's really good. You should I go. Anyway. lots of stuff in good conscience. No one listens um, to this show. I want... <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I haven't seen Shin Ultraman yet. Uh, that's not a TV show, but it came out in Japan this year. I heard it was a lot of fun. Hideaki Anno, The second film in the Hideaki Anno relitigates his childhood trilogy. Um, I've heard very good things about it. Um, Spy Family is an amazing show. Um... Friend of the show, host of Two Boobs, watch the tube. Vink watches it with his kids every week. So, like, uh, I really want to shout out Spy Family. But at the end of the day, my heart is drawn to the artsiest but also horniest show about a guy made of chainsaws there is. Uh, <laughs> yes. The horny guy made of Chainsaw Show, a.k.a. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw uh, Man. It's, it's on both Crunchyroll and Hulu. Uh, I'm actually, after we record this, I'm watching the finale. Again, you sound like you're also in the Chainsaw Man camp. I am totally in the Chainsaw Man camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Pochita too much. Um, it, It's one of those ones where, like, the manga had been such a big deal. Mm. And so, like... People were really hyped up about how the adaptation was going to go. And um, while I think we really do need to look at MAPPA, the studio that's producing it, and how badly they treat their animators, um, mm -hmm. the people working on Chainsaw Man clearly care. Uh, animation's gorgeous. Sound design is great. Voice work is spot frickin' on. Um, it knows when to take time to just hang out with the characters. It knows when to be aggressively gory and gross. Um, 
It's got yeah. a little bit of everything. It's got a little bit of everything. Definitely, uh, definitely earns that TVMA rating. Um, yep. Probably the uh, Dara. I'm willing to go so far as to say probably the sexiest uh, scene I've seen in a TV show with two fully clothed characters. Like at least one of the best scenes I've seen, and it's from and it's a deeply disturbing kind of gross scene, but it's also like. Mm, they're nailing it though. Like the the vibes are there. It's mm. it's something. It is really special. I do want to give a shout out to my runner up. Okay. Um, showroom Japan, and that's Gudetama, an excellent adventure. Oh the the depressed egg boy. Yes. Lazy depressed egg boy. Lazy depressed egg boy. What a cutie. I It's so good. <laughs> it's so cute. Sometimes you need just a just a good dose of cute, and Gudetama is good for that. Mm-hmm. I've come around. Gudetama used to gross me out. I've come around on him. I think it's because my one of my coworkers is a big Gudetama fan. So, um, yeah, I think that's I'm I'm comfortable. I I can definitely give Gudetama some love, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely comfortable putting Chainsaw Man as our yeah as our best oh. thing from Japan right now. I will shout out, uh, I've been watching a lot of, I've been catching up on a lot of animated films. Um, mm. So I've I've watched Drifting Home, okay, which is real cute, um, and then Bubble, which is also pretty cute. I meant to watch Bubble. I didn't get to see that one yet. It's cute. Um, okay. I think you'd like some of the styling in it. I, I, I think a... you should cosplay that main girl. Like, okay. She's your vibe. Oh, oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Ugh, I'm, I already have uh, Amity, <laughs> but Gundam version added to my list for this year, so we'll we'll see. We'll see mm. what 2023 looks like. Yeah, no, it's uh, good stuff for good things from Japan. I'm, I'm confident putting Chainsaw Man as our top thing. All right, but what's our worst um, thing from what's Japan? What's our worst thing? Um, I feel like we have some strong content... I don't think our contenders are as strong, but there are some strong contenders. Um, my one that I almost put for best thing, weirdly enough, uh, is the PlayStation 4 and 5 video game Gungrave Gore. Oh, jeez. A um, PlayStation 2 game inexplicably released in 2022. <laughs> Um, and by that, I mean, visually, it looks like a PlayStation 4 or 5 game, but gameplay-wise, it is almost indistinguishable from the original Gungrave on PlayStation what? 2. <laughs> this is not a compliment. <laughs> in fact, in some ways, it has worse gameplay than the oh. original Gungrave for the PlayStation 2. <laughs> But those Yasuhiro Naito, the Trigun guy designs, really, really carry it. Almost make you forget that you're playing an incredibly awful game. <laughs> Gungrave Gore, I love you. You are maybe too Japanese for your own good. I'm g- my my actual vote for worst thing from Japan though. Um, this one's a bit esoteric, and maybe it's not fair for me to use this, considering that this is technically for something happening next year but the hype that it is building up is upsetting me now so i want to talk about it now um 
so a new Roroni Kenshin anime is happening. And a lot of people have been hyping this up and that there's going to be another Roroni Kenshin and maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it, all things considered. But Roroni Kenshin is my, was for the longest time my favorite manga. And it's still a manga that I love very deeply. Unfortunately, it was also created by a man named Nobuhiro Watsuki, who in November of 2017 was caught with enough child pornography that he was assumed to have been a distributor. Watsuki has um, got a small fine, like a 200,000 yen fine, and didn't serve any prison time. His book was temporarily suspended from Jump, but now it's publishing again, and he's getting a brand new high-budget anime to promote his manga. So, um, maybe think that one over before sharing the trailers for new Veroni Kenshin. Just throwing that out there. That's my worst thing from Japan right now. Yeah. I'll agree to that. Let's not yeah, support I agree. horrible right people. Yeah. Just hurts. I'm coping. I'll get there eventually. Let's be well, less depressing. Let's be and less eventually depressing. we'll move on to our next section, well, which what? is video games. Video games? I love video games. I got two words for you. I got two words. I got two, two words. words. Triangle strategy. Oh, yeah, of course. Two words. Triangle <laughs> strategy. Did I play the shit out of triangle strategy this year? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Is it the best game that Square has put out since uh, Octopath Traveler? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Am I a large fan? Am I a huge fan of tactics-style RPGs? Absolutely. Is Vandal Hearts my favorite video game of all time? Yes, it is. And I will fight you, and it is better than Final Fantasy Tactics. Come at me, bro. But I... Square did good this time when they made Triangle Strategy. And there ain't no Vandal Hearts 3 coming out to, to, to show it up. So, you know, Konami, get on that. Uh, Square, like, uh, I, it was almost like they uh, they doubled down on games that I actually enjoyed to make me uh, almost look the other way about them getting really into NFTs. Because there was Triangle Strategy, the... Um, we don't talk about that! <laughs> the, the, the port of... Uh, the port of um, Nier Automata was amazing. Um, the port of Crisis Core is really, really good. Like, I just completed the Sephiroth boss fight last night. It was <laughs> it was very fun. Um, highly recommend both of those. But, yeah, it's a good tactics game. Is That does feel good to play. I gotta play through it a second time. I just got myself the new... Uh controller too so i'm gonna be real happy i got that uh the 8-bit dose ultimate controller um Bluetooth mm -hmm. version and i am looking forward to sitting down and playing through triangle strategy again because you know it's really important that when you're playing a turn-based strategy rpg to have the highest quality controller <laughs> You know, having having uh, analog sticks that are drift proof is is one hundred percent important in a turn based strategy game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? 
What about you, Gen? I feel like you you keep up with gaming better than I do. <laughs> okay, so I've got a bit of a lineup of some of my favorite games from this year. Um, okay. Starting with um, a recent release, Scorn, um, which is um, a spooky, like, H.R. Geiger alien-esque like game which is visually amazing it is so cool looking and i love the aesthetic of it it's so creepy and haunting and like oh it's great um after this that, i'm definitely that. gonna shout out stray as one of my favorite games this year oh yeah that's supposed to be really good yeah <laughs> you, you literally play as a cat and it's so cute um one of my favorite games this year has been Cult of the Lamb, um, a roguelike where you also like start up your own cult and try to take down gods. Um, but yeah, I've seen game. I've seen a really interesting review on that. Yeah, I adore the soundtrack. I have listened to it so many times. Um, but my game of the year for this year is also the Game Awards Game of the Year. Elden Ring. I, as a as a trans girl, I do feel the need to endorse Elden Ring. That's like basically a. <laughs> Elden Ring's gonna beat my triangle strategy, isn't it? I love the lore also, so much. I it understand. Is so, like, a lifelong it's so much fun to get person. into. I gotta. Yeah, no, I I I feel that. God, the aesthetic is so good, but too. But my unit it's placement. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've got best character ever, Alexander Iron. Okay. Uh, Alexander Iron Fist. I guess Elden oh Ring's going to win. That's okay. I know what game is better in my heart, and that is the game I enjoy playing. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. Gungrave Gore, on the other hand, I think is another <laughs> strong. No. Speaking of the worst games, because uh, <laughs> Elden, Elden Ring's going to win our best game of the year. That's fine. Um, that's acceptable. It, it is a very good game. It's just in a genre I don't play. So. That's fine. Yeah, that is fine. I I can I can take I could take my my preferred loss now. My 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 suggestion for worst game is going to start with uh, the same. <laughs> publishers of my best game suggestion and that is for going back to square enix with chocobo gp for switch oh. because they sold it for 50 bucks filled it with microtransactions and canceled support within nine months wow yeah that's hard to beat it but... is ironically it's it's actually a good game like it's actually a good kart racer but everything else around it makes it terrible. So As opposed was... to Gungrave Gore, a <laughs> game from a game from 2022 that feels and plays like a game from like the the early 2000s, featuring so I... those character designs by. So it feels by like the man. previous Chocobo Joshua racing Aito. game. Yeah. Got it. Uh, <laughs> So I was going to say Callisto Protocol because it had so many issues upon release and it it's done by the same developer as Dead Space 
And I feel like they made it a little bit too much like Dead Space, so much so that I just want it to be a Dead Space game. And it's not enough like its own thing. Um, But I was thinking during the episode, and I came up with an even better, well, even worse (laughs) game (laughs) that I am not going to support at all, and that is Hogwarts Legacy. (laughs) Yeah, oof. Is that out yet? I believe it's out. Let me go. I'm gonna Google this. Let's double check. Let's double check. Because if it's not this year's, it's gonna be next year's. Right. No, uh, it doesn't come out till February. Oh, never mind that. Okay, it's gonna be next. We know who's gonna win worst next year. (laughs) Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy isn't out until February. Okay, good. Don't buy that game when it comes out. Don't support it. Before supporting J.K. Rowling, besides supporting J.K. Rowling and continuing her franchise, the plot of it itself really seems very anti-Semitic and pretty much uh, it's it's blood libel the game, and uh, you, ew, it's gross. Don't do it. Yeah, it's not nope. great. Don't do it. Go play Wolfenstein instead. Yes, <laughs> we should all play Wolfenstein. Everyone should play Wolfenstein. Just and I'm not gonna dictate which Wolfenstein game you play. No, you know, if you had a lot of good options, to be fair. If you've got a copy of the old uh, Castle Wolfenstein 2D shooters that uh, inspired, in quotes, id to make Wolfenstein 3D without having the rights to Castle Wolfenstein, uh, go go play those. Even, you know, it's all fine. Yeah. Go uh, play the Doom 2 secret Wolfenstein levels. Yeah. You know, I I feel like I I I failed though when we were talking about how good Elden Ring was. I didn't mention that there was a uh there was a free to play Overwatch style Gundam FPS that came out that people are still loving. Oh. Uh yeah, that was awesome. Good for them. That uh, is yeah, awesome. Gundam, Ev- Gundam Evolution rocks. Uh and arguably it's it's be better at being Overwatch right now than Overwatch is. So yeah, Overwatch that's... is kind of sucky. <laughs> Right now, I would describe it as fine. Like it's not bad enough to even bring up in this discussion. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Let's talk about bad things. So, Callisto Protocol and Chocobo GP are our two serious nominees right now. Do we have any additional nominees for worst video game of 2022? Gungrave Gore really wants to clinch that nominate. No, I, I'm gonna give it to the um. I you know I I the Chocobo GP I had forgotten about and remembering the that like a game got killed by microtransactions that I'm remembering it again it made me angry. Imagine spending again. fifty dollars a game yeah. on the game and then getting yeah, microtransactions. At least, like, yeah, at least with Callisto Protocol, like it's it's still like pretty to look at and like cool to play. Like it's still like a game you can play well it's like without paying extra yeah it's like i mean like here's the thing like you get microtransactions on a free-to-play game or something like that you're like okay that's that's what's supporting the game but they charge 50 bucks for that game on switch yeah 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 that's that's offensive no that that will yeah i think that's going to be our worst game yeah yeah how it's been handled and again canceling all support after nine months all those people who spent the money on the microtransactions 
got screwed over even yeah. harder. Yeah. yeah it's mm. an awful policy. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we have one more category to go. And that is convention. Ooh. Now, now our usual rules on our best convention is that it can't be a convention that we ran. Unfortunately, the only convention I went to in 2022 was the one that I ran. So I'm going to abstain from this conversation. Sounds good. I went to two conventions. They were both good. Um, God, I actually went to i went to quite a few this year albeit at jfax i was uh in the vendor hall all weekend so um i can't really say much for how that one was run um i think uh both no brand con and um kitsune con were exemplary on how to deal with like the post-pandemic con scene though i went to three conventions <laughs> I was only there for two days. That's but... right. You were at Keats. I was, like, <laughs> I was at Keats today because I, I had was like, dinner with had you dinner. and Tessa. <laughs> yeah, right. you tested me grab dinner. So, yeah, no. you. So, Keats uh, and No Brand Con were exemplary in dealing with the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, wearing masks in the con space while sometimes – not always the most comfortable it worked and people you know people dealt with it well Mm -hmm. um it's it's a small price to pay for you know keeping the attendees safe i so i went to no brand kitsune and evercon Mm um i sold at evercon so there's not much to say about that right Um, I think I'm going to say no brand as my favorite as like my best solely because, um, and this is purely, um, personal, uh, I forgot the word. Bias preference. Selfish. Ah. That word. (laughs) Totally selfish. Um, but all of my friends were there. Oh, that's I got to see so many friends there that I have not seen in years. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, like, comparatively, like, I had, so, like, I'm going through, I was, God, I actually went to way more cons than I wanted to admit. Um, I had a really good time at, um, I had a really good time at uh, Colossal Con North. I still don't uh, think they should have had a COVID policy, and I'm very disappointed with them in that regard. Um, I had a good time at, um, why can I not remember you, Con, at, uh, Northern Illinois University? Kuroshi Con? Kuroshi, yeah, Kuroshi was a whole lot of fun. Uh, it was really fun being, uh, my first time cosplaying Shinobu from Demon Slayer and getting kids, uh, little kids wanted to take pictures with me. That felt really good. Um... JFAX was really cool. 
albeit I was behind a booth all day. On the other hand, I sold voice actors figures of characters they played, so that was memorable. Uh, but, yeah, no brand. I got to see all of my friends, and that was really special. And uh, Kitsune, I got to... I had the most satisfying experience I've ever had hosting a panel. Like, yeah. in my more than a decade of running panels. And that's... I don't get to say that very often. Obviously. So it would be between no brand and Kitsune. Yeah. I feel like I... They tend to be my favorites anyway. Go figure, yeah. but... <laughs> But yeah, it really is between no brand and Kitsune for me right now. Um, you two are going to have to decide because, again, full disclosure for listeners who do not know, I was the convention director for No Brand Con 2022, which makes this conversation really awkward. Uh, and I'm a co-founder of the organization and uh, am currently the 2023 Vendor and Artist Alley coordinator. I'm going to give, I guess, I that friend factor is is pretty there so i'm willing to agree with you on that one again okay so basically we're saying the best convention is the one we saw the most of our friends at <laughs> yep basically we are at that age <laughs> although oh boy i am going to two of those panels i did at uh kitsune i'm going to be submitting to more cons because they were the best experiences i've ever had running panels and i'd like to keep yes. doing them so, yeah. So good job, Trey. Yay! Good, good job, Trey. I did. Get, you, you. Well, I you will, ran the best one. I will say that was our most well-run no-run con we've ever done. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you guys were complimentary about the COVID policies, which were the policies I wrote. So that's why I'm <laughs> trying to like, <laughs> like. All right. So enough talking. No, let's not talk about how great I am. Um. <laughs> Let's talk about how bad things are. And I think we have some strong contenders this year for worst conventions of 2022. And I think the two strongest, in my opinion, are uh, first off TwitchCon for uh, with the foam pit that they uh, it, they they didn't put it up. It was put up by a vendor, but they did allow it in which um, a well-known streamer uh, broke her back. And other people were also injured. And that is one of two. And the other major contender, and the reason why I think this is a major contender, maybe more so, is because this was the decisions of the convention staff and not the, you know, where with TwitchCon, it was a vendor who they allowed to set up something. This is a case of the staff themselves making the, the policy change. It was Anime Central, who days before their convention this year in May, rescinded most of their COVID-19 safety measures. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I still do not understand that decision. Yeah, and... After all this time, I don't get it. Yeah, and they backpedaled <sighs> a little, but not enough. Yeah, it was... It's it's interesting how the worst convention is coming down to how they're being run. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. admittedly, that's been a lot of where you're going. We are going to I think where we're going to be seeing the worst stuff right now, especially since we're. 
we're still coming out of COVID. It's it's not over. I wish it was, but it's not. Yeah. And like this, people's lives do hang in the balance for the time being, and that's they do. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's I so it's like it's so hard because it's like with TwitchCon like we had these awful accidents that have like I mean the like Adriana Chechik lost her the she was pregnant at the time and they had to terminate the pregnancy in in the searches for her broken back like it was bad on the other hand Twitch, while being negligent, allowing Lenovo to set up that booth, um, wasn't like didn't make it as it wasn't a conscious move versus like um, Anime Central making a conscious move that put attendees in danger. Just freaking clown shoes. Yeah. That's that's a really tough split though. Can we just say both? <laughs> and I think conventions like do better on your policies. Like, come on. I think that the I, we're we're ASEN crosses the line for me <sighs> where asen uh um crosses the line for me is that i i know people who have who've worked on staff at asen i i know them and trust them to make better decisions than this so i'm i'm more disappointed by them i'll say that much ASEN is more disappointing to me. I mean, those decisions were made at like all the. I know a bunch of people who work for ASEN, and none of them were at the level of the people who made the decision. Yeah, like, that's fair. The, yeah, I mean, it's, that's a huge organization with many levels of hierarchy. That's that's also true. Maybe that's. I mean, but I'm so like I mean I'm. I'm I'm torn between the two, so I'm I'm okay with Gen of of listing. I'm I'm okay with I agree with Gen's idea of, of of splitting it between the two of them. I mean, we've cut a three way tie for best movie. That's yeah. true. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's split it then. I'm fine with that. All right. Yeah. That was that was all the categories, guys. Ta-da. So. In summation, our best movie of 2022 is a three-way tie between Glass Onion, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and RRR. Our worst movie is Morbius. Our best new TV series is Our Flag Means Death, and our worst new TV series was Dahmer. The best thing from Japan uh, is this year Chainsaw is Chainsaw Man. Man. The worst thing from Japan is the new Rory Kenshin. And, uh, in video games, uh, our best game is Elden Ring. Our worst game is Chocobo GP. And our best convention, with myself abstaining from that vote, was No Brand Con. And our worst convention is a tie between Anime Central and TwitchCon. And to uh, everyone who did poorly, uh, do better. 
uh, in in some cases, uh, like Square, do better. Anime Central, TwitchCon, do better. Um, just stop publishing Rory Kenshin and send that guy to jail. That's <laughs> and Gungrave Gore, maybe do a little bit worse. That way you can get on the yeah, list. Yeah, you were you were too <laughs> mediocre. You weren't good enough. You weren't bad enough. You just were you enough. But really, when you think about it, isn't that isn't that what's important? That you're just yourself and you know what that is. Anyways, on to the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> All right. And I swear, I'm going to stop doing it after this book, but I'm going to keep doing this book until someone guesses it. The Vomit Hat Steve Challenge is the part of the show where I read a line of a random book, and if you guess correctly, you get listed. You, you, you join the Hall of Awesome. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, I list your name on the website on a page that you have to go dig for, but it's there. Two, we say your name out loud every episode of the show. And three, um, you can have, uh, let me look around here. You can have this used battery. You can have this specific used battery. All right? You'll have to trust me on that. <laughs> Anyways, the current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimai, Zero, Rena Innocenti, Cheese McDamu, Krista, Slithery D, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Corfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lilisaurus, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shuzuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. Now I shall read you a line from a book. Marvelous how easily humans do that, he said with admiration. I still need much practice. Was there something you wanted, sir? If you know what book that's from, go to nerdandtie.com, click on the contact button in the menu, fill out the formy form, and tell us. Or if you have any other thoughts, ideas, tell us what your best and worst for 2022 were. Give us your thoughts. What did we miss? Is there some like real obvious thing we should have included? Go on that form and tell us there, and we will read your feedback and maybe even read it on the show, because that is the purpose of that form. That's its job. Why are you asking these questions, Steve? Just fill out the form, yeah, Steve. Steve. Fill it out. Do it. What the heck, Steve? Yeah, Steve. God damn it, Steve. Steve, I'm disappointed as always. So is your mother, Steve. Your mother's very disappointed. They're all weird, right? I don't know. Ifon, I don't know. Hey, we what? gotta get this train wreck into the station. I you're still driving was... the boat, Celeste. I I don't like boats. I can't swim. Anyway, um, I had a very, uh, I I despite everything, I'm really glad that we all made it through, uh, 2022, a year that I definitely knew what it was. Um, it was really, <laughs> it was a really good time and I look forward to another year, hopefully even better than the last one. Um, so as always, I am Celeste Startwin. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm getting proud. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcatcher from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or just, uh, anything where podcasts are available. 
get on there. And uh, if you can rate and review us, do that too. And tell your friends how great we are. You can follow the show on social media. We are, as long as Twitter exists, twitter.com slash nerdandtie will find us there. But uh, who knows? Uh, you, you can know, also follow. Your breath. You can get updates on our shows on Tumblr at nerdandtie.tumblr.com. That's a good social network. Uh, uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdandtie. And uh, remember, you can always join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash Discord and talk to us. You could you could literally just like talk to us on like some random Tuesday and be like, hey, hey, Trey, what what do you think of of this this new show? I've been watching the Winchesters and I'll tell you, don't watch that show. And um, I'm sorry for everything in your life. But anyways, you should do that. Remember, you could support the show financially again by sponsoring episodes by going to nerdtech.com, clicking on the sponsor, or you can support us financially directly. Um, I am on Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Uh, Celeste is on Patreon at patreon.com slash Celeste is best. It's true. And uh, Gen sells things on the internet at Ocelot Dude Designs. What you got on sale right now, Gen? Well, the shop's closed until next year. So come back next year and I'll have... A new jackalope plush. Brand new jackalope? Mm-hmm. My God. That's amazing. Anyways, remember in your hearts, in your minds, in the place where you go at night, deep, dark, when you want to be alone and have thoughts, thoughts in your head about uh, everything, everything you've known and or done, just remember, we'll be there with you in your headphones, in podcast form. Because again, this is a podcast. If you were unaware of that, you have, for the last hour and 17 minutes and uh, 13 seconds, been listening to a podcast this whole time. This is a podcast. <laughs> if you were unaware, you are now aware. I think. Man, we should just, like, do, like, esoteric horror nonsense SCP type stuff. You pitching a new show for the network again? No! You volunteer? The legally distinguishable from the Magnus Archives. <laughs> yeah. This is the the wizard books. <laughs> Spooky. Episode. Episode 4, 2069, Scary Ghost. Nice! Recorded by Jonathan Sims. <laughs> Except not. Oh, I can't I can't make a bong bubbler noise. Dang it. I don't have the right kind of cup. Booga, booga, booga. Very scary. <laughs> Say your catchphrase, Celeste. Keep oh, we're still talking. recording! Dang it! <laughs> the, the, sh the show hasn't ended yet. Bots <laughs> pocket in the free world. There, now we can end the show again. <laughs> now we can end the show. What do you think? What the music is still playing? <laughs>